0: Welcome to the Keeping Up Appearances podcast. I'm Colin Murray and with me is... Bob
1: Cole, Sean O'Hara.
2: And Michael <laughs> Tosh. It's what's he going to do? Rene! Rene! Oh, yeah! What time were we guessing for Sean? 58. 58. I, I was... I love, I love the way he says, like, yeah... It-
3: Although he's like, yeah, you know, yeah, I'll be late, but you know, you just record us and like, no. can you just tell us what time you're gonna be there so we can all get there for the same time rather than just <laughs> having to record yeah. this bit? Yeah, be careful what you
2: say. Yeah. It's it's nerve, got a bad nuts much- <laughs> head as well. As well. <laughs> if that if that doesn't if that doesn't make the cut, I'm gonna be very disappointed. Could be the title bot. Should be actually, just nuts head everyone know, all the fans will know what we're talking about as well. Oh, I was trying to get the
3: air. Uh, I made like a spreadsheet I think I shared it with Sean. I don't know if you updated it last week. You we actually won last week. I didn't get as far as like the actual scoring because I didn't want to hear they? myself again. Bob, I think. They were some good guesses yeah. then. So bad, no, man. I think
0: that there was
1: three.
3: No, yeah. all your three yeah. guesses. Think, uh... Yeah, they were all good. Mine was dreadful. All
1: right.
2: Hello. Hello, gotcha. Sean.
1: Yeah. Do
2: you want to get going? Sorry, I'm late again. Even later than last week, Sean. No,
1: I'm sorry. I said 58 this time though. So,
0: what you know, if it's City Arsenal, why aren't we doing City Arsenal?
1: Because I just don't so instead of doing the same thing every time, it'll it'll be Arsenal every week, and it just gets more I like the idea of trying to get like a Palace player. Okay. So actually, but we're, we're not.
2: Alan will know all the Palace players, though. That's true. I
1: yeah, probably
2: interviewed in them all. <laughs> uh, I, I, don't I play for Palace.
3: How many appearances in the cage? That's the real question. <laughs> yeah, that is, <laughs> that is actually a real
0: question.
1: That's what, that's what I'm doing as well. <laughs> no, but do you not want to do Brighton Liverpool? But well, we have we have we done Liverpool since the very first week. No. I,
2: yeah, I'd, I reckon that's a decent enough high there, and we can talk about the great injustices that they face at the weekend as well, can't we? So we <laughs> okay. can say nope. that we can say that the guarantee to get at least four penned. Okay. When, so, when's when's the
1: derby?
2: Next. Weekend. I think
1: it's
2: I think it's next game after oh, Bournemouth, is Christ. it? It's win international break, isn't it? I was gonna I was gonna say you're gonna be down one for that week because I'm just gonna have to top myself before the derby we'll be
1: nice. down down one forever then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: you, can, you can say you can say say God rest them before every episode <laughs>
0: so we are all back
2: this week and we're excited
0: to, for the return of Maroon 5 after a week off last week in Tosh's absence so I know he's very excited and eager to introduce this segment and I'll let him get on with his baby
3: not excited for the return of Tosh I know it just said Um, yeah the fans are the fans are it is yeah yeah. okay then just a reminder Maroon 5 is where we select a topic each week and each of us has to provide a player a team or a match that we think best fits that the first week we did our favourite football and Mavericks and this week we're going to look at overrated players so players we think didn't deserve the hype that they got. The fifth one this week is going to be an Everton-themed one where we'll all provide our ideas. OK, then, so first up, let's see what Sean's got to say for his most overrated player.
1: OK, so I wasn't sure where to start with this one because I can't say it's a player I've particularly watched a lot throughout my life, or when I was a kid especially, but... My choice for overrated player, someone i never thought deserves the hype, is Roberto Carlos, a.k.a. the world's greatest left-back, which I just not think... Second. Second. Well, we'll come on <laughs> to him later. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I was torn on this one between a number of different players, but I thought I'd opt for Roberto Carlos, mainly due to something that came out on Twitter couple of weeks ago in fact and I know these things that go out on Twitter are kind of there to get to get like nibbles and people to kind of create debates and stuff but uh, a random Twitter account not sure who released their hundred greatest players of all time and Roberto Carlos managed to sneak his way in at number 41 which I thought was just outrageous um, so
2: higher than uh, Tom Davis, or
1: no, no, no. Tom Davis was uh, top twenty-five. I think
2: higher that debate.
0: list also had De Maria as seventeenth, so yeah, I wouldn't listen to anything I mean. that list says. To be honest, I
1: know that, but that's 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 one of those things. I know that. again, it, it is there to create a bit of debate, and so there's some stupid ones in there. Yeah, Don't start slagging off De Maria. But Roberto Carlos, for me, from what I remember of him, he was just a bit of a pace and power merchant, and like
2: massive thighs.
1: Yeah, again, I think... I mean, don't get me wrong, his assist numbers and his goal numbers, as far as I'm aware, from a left-back are actually pretty good as assist. He might be up there. Top, Sounds like
2: a good player.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Underrated, <laughs> if anything. Oh, yeah, He's yeah. actually, he's right actually
2: really good defensively and going forward. Good athlete. Is <laughs> he, he good, he good
1: defensively? Him. I don't know. But, yeah, I don't think he is. Like, again, well, as I say... His assist numbers seem good, but you have to remember he's playing in this Brazil team where he's got like Ronaldo, Adriano, Ronaldinho, Rival. He's got like the best players in the world. He's playing at a Real Madrid team where he's got the best players in the world.
0: Tommy I think the best players in the world play for these teams, a.k.a. <laughs> <K>. Roberto Carlos.
1: <laughs> yes, with so David Beckham, Mike Lowen, Jonathan Woodgate, yeah? David Beckham. Dave, David Beckham's one of the best players in the world. We'll at
2: the time, yeah
1: he wasn't but okay and michael
2: uh, was as well to be fair
0: at that time, well, he was out of but he was back to, he was one of the best at like back then oh, when he like, yeah, he yeah i just I, you
1: could argue. I just think He's got he's got reputations based on things that people have seen. as in like little Snapchat, not Snapchat, snapshot things people have got from from the internet. Not from his Snapchat. His <laughs> snap, got a snap, the snap um,
0: score
2: is great. Um face basing mine off speaking to everyone. I'm um face mine off Bebo now, Sean. I <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's surely there's surely got to
3: be an argument though, that you know that that Brazil team is, you know. Three World Cup finals Brazil got to, and he's in that team. A mainstay. I know he didn't play it, but you know he played in '98 and 2002. He played in Real Madrid a team that won again. I I assume was it? They won three of three European Cups around that time. Two or three. '98 and 2002, and he's playing every week.
1: I, I don't know. But 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 that isn't that the whole point of all, like an eight player is going to be in a good team, isn't it? Like my other option was Ryan Giggs, who well, would have equally. equally- I mean uh, it, uh, it, it would not though because I think these are these are these are those two are two players who play in the best teams but aren't the best players in that team. They don't contribute as much as other players. Ryan, we can Giggs, probably didn't co- contribute. Ryan Giggs absolutely um, did not. Like, I'm, having, can, I'm having two this week. Let's go.
2: We can probably Brent, cover, we, Ryan we, we, Giggs, we, we. cover Ryan Giggs cover Ryan Giggs and football criminals as well <laughs> in a in a future segment of Marine and Oh Fire. yeah,
1: yeah. That's next week, isn't it? Yeah. Football <laughs> yeah, no, right, right. And we'll go going to Ryan gigs, but I'll do Ryan Giggs another time. Don't get me started. But I'm just not having it that Roberto Carlos technically is, especially as a defender, there's no way he's anywhere near the best left backs of all time. Because you know,
3: again, was I, I'm actually, I sort of agree, I never thought, but again, I wonder if he was one of that first type. You know, you think of that Brazil team, you think of him and Cafu on either wing-back. Were they a face at that generation where maybe the defending didn't come as much as oh. important, so maybe that's where it comes from?
1: Yeah, 100%. I think they were very much like trailblazers almost in changing how we defend, but then don't call them one of the best defenders of all time. Like I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just think all he had was a power. Everyone talks about his free kicks, he just used to blast it. Like, that's <laughs> it. And like. I like Callum was looking, he he they hundred percent did. He just used to smash as hard as he could.
3: I was literally just about to say that one. That one everyone shows against France. I hate that goal. Yeah, that's
1: it's just nonsense. the biggest fluke
3: of all time. Yeah, that, and again, just, my memory is he, he tried about four million of them, and he's probably scored about three.
1: Yeah, and then everyone goes, "Oh, best free kick they could ever." He, he isn't. He he just, he just got a hard shot, and sometimes it went in. Same with like. Same like with his, his defending a lot of the time from the research I've done and according to Mister Royston Hodgson a lot of it is pace as in like he can always make those recovery runs because he was absolutely rapid so we will get done and it but then we'll be able to get back and make that little recovery run that doesn't make him a good defender if you're getting done in the first place I just sounds a bit like sounds
2: a bit like me
3: yeah last question Sean then before we move on who, who would Rui Hodgson rather have at left
1: back Roberto Carlos or Paul kancheski <laughs> well, I think that I think that speaks for itself Paul Konczewski is not on the list he should be
3: Right then anyone else want to step forward then for the second uh, candidate
2: I'll go next to keep with the theme based on position and I'm going to go with Ashley Cole Paul oh, so- he, he, he started off very well at Arsenal I think he had three or four great years at Chelsea but I think the way his career ended I, th- I think he peaked pretty early and then plummeted. Really, I never, never really rated him. Is this I mean, anything to do with the fact that you you like Baines a bit more than Astriko? Maybe, but I really never raced them. Honestly, I did I cuss I... out? Did I cuss out then?
1: No, I think it's just we're no. all in shock. <laughs> in
2: shock. <laughs> I'm surprised well, I'm surprised you are in shock just because it's me saying it. So
1: No, I just I mean, famously, like Cristiano Ronaldo talks about when he's at United, doesn't he? And he says like the hardest player he ever came up against was actually called I was just used to the pockets of every game. And then games in two thousand and four and two thousand six for
3: Portugal and England. He yeah. was like ridiculous then. I think that's an outrageous shout, Bob, I've got to say. Yeah,
0: I think he's the best left back in the leagues. I don't know. Probably if you say England left backs ever. I'm sure he'd be, nah, you're
3: all the, wrong. When everyone was talking about that, like, sort of, that golden generation, by like, that time, he was the only one who you'd say he would actually make an Eng- all-time England 11, I think. And like, maybe now Rooney, obviously, was. could last a bit longer. And maybe, no you know, came, well, maybe he'd be in that discussion. But, yeah, no, I think uh, Ashley Cole, again, he was playing an unbelievable Arsenal time when he went and played for an unbelievable Chelsea side. I, I, I yeah, was exactly, Okay,
2: if, if we're going with Sean's team, of playing in good teams. Ashley Cole played in great teams with great wingers ahead of him. Leighton Baines had one great winger and Stephen Pienaar, then played with the likes of Dinier Abiliolet <laughs> How
1: did we know it all? Come back <laughs> this.
2: We said wait, wait, we I'm won't consistent.
3: mention Baines until you we're not gonna make mention Baines until you overrated Everton players, Bob. keep it
2: Well I'm stopping the recording and spoiling the episode if you bring Baines into it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh okay. Right. Moving swiftly on then. We would say no more. Because <laughs> we do we do quite need the recording.
0: Yeah, we do actually. <laughs> you wanna go, Callum? I'll go and again sticking with the theme of left backs. I am gonna go with Andy Robertson, oh, I think is very, very, very overrated. I don't think he's actually particularly that great defensively. I'm not even sure he's that great going forward either. To be honest, I think the way Liverpool played in that period, where they were kind of challenging for the title and stuff, and it was a lot of I thought like percentage play. A lot of just, just a lot of balls were just put into the box, and a lot of crosses were made. And when you had three strikers like they did have. Things were getting put away. I'm not necessarily sure it was t- to do with any sort of assist quality. I think he makes a lot of mistakes. He's nowhere near as good. And obviously, obviously you're saying sort of it's different with players around him, but I don't think he's anywhere near as good for Scotland. When he was sort of coming through, I think it was whole like before Liverpool, he didn't seem like he was anything fantastic then. I, th- I think he's just a good example of like a system player. I think he just was kind of very, very, very suited to that system, sort of being able to press sort of very high and sort of energetic, um, fast. But I think other than that, I'm not too sure what his kind of real strengths are, real qualities. And people talk about him, you know, being maybe one of the le- best left backs around and stuff. But yeah, I, I don't buy it. I think he's I think he's yeah, he's very I think he's very overrated. I think he's just a typical system player. And I think you're taking onto that system of that play and then I don't I don't think he stands out at all to be honest. When you t- I know some of the other left backs you've mentioned here, even though we said two were overrated, which I thought we can maybe argue, but I don't think he 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 would be anywhere near those those players, even like the conversation. I don't think so. Yeah, he would be my overrated player.
3: Anyone want to lead to uh, Andy Robertson's defence? No, because oh, he's horrible.
1: although I, I hate him, I'd, but I'd... I also love I do love how horrible he is. Like I love that side of things in footy. So like yeah, you'd love him we play forever, wouldn't you? Absolutely,
3: like, yeah. I think he's good. Yeah. I absolutely
2: know why I wouldn't.
3: Obviously, I haven't having had a good left back for thirty years, so it'd be good to see what if he did. But uh I actually I think Robertson, I think he offers I can see Callum, I think you're right. Callum I think he is this is the player I think most of Liverpool players are with the exception of a couple of like the you know, Salas and people like that. Again, I think his if you talk like what Sean said, I know Sean was used, but his numbers are very, very good, assist-wise and cross. and I actually think he's he's obviously a bit more of a complete defender than on the other side with Trent, but yeah, I'm, I'm he, certainly not going to defend him too much. Is he is he third
1: most assist? Third most Premier League assist. Something mad like that, isn't well, it? I'm a something mad like. I'm sure he's not then Baines Robot. Yeah.
2: Isn't
1: it Trent, then Baines, then Robertson? Probably gonna be
2: where's Ashley Cole in that one sec. Did you just call him Robbo? I did,
1: unfortunately, which will be an (laughs) editor,
3: right? Then I'll I'll go with the fourth. We still haven't picked a left back, but could maybe just throw in maybe trying to think one off the top of my head. Maybe Alessandro (laughs) Pistoni,
2: yeah, but that's the Everton, that's the Everton. I'll go with my original
3: one. My one is going to be Peter Schmeichel. Did he ever play this, left <laughs> back? But... <laughs> well, he was always strolling about the pitch, thinking he should be getting lobbed. Yeah, I think I s- basically informed about. I was watching a program the other day, as I often do, and just flicking through Sky Sports, and it was a uh, Gary Neville's Soccer Box, and I, there was it was Robbie Fowler watching it, I was, and he was watching a game with Liverpool, and I think just a big game, and Schmeichel let in absolutely two absolute howlers. I know it's difficult for a goalkeeper, but I my memory of Peter Schmeichel, a bit like Sean said, he was a bit before our time, really, in terms of his p- pomp at Man United. But I think everyone talks about him as the goalie, whereas all you actually I ever see of him really is thinking goals. Oh, we probably should have saved that. You know, I think of like the likes of that Newcastle where he gets chipped for some reason on the edge of his box and he's like, he basically stood on the penalty spot. But these two against, there's one way, I don't know if people remember it, there's one way Fowler's breaking. And he sort of comes running out for no reason, slips, and all Farrar's got to do is just chip him over his head. And you think, why are you coming out the box there? There's another one where he gets beat at his near post. I was thinking, I'm trying to think before of a few more examples off the top of my head. There's one where like, he seems to get lobbed by
1: Vieira again on his line, pretty much. He gets, he think... gets pulled by Perez as well, doesn't he, that one? Oh, for, for Villa
3: when he's in Villa? Yeah, we'll yeah. go all that, to be fair. But yeah, no, and again, it's just one of them things in, in the back of my mind, I'm always, I'm always quite critical, Always, I always thought van der Sar was the same, he was always just, I, every goal, United concede to concede, that time I always thought, why is he not saving that? But I thought Schmeichel, just with that reputation, I think he was just that, people think, oh, he was great, because he used to come running out, making that big, stupid shape that he made, <laughs> and like, things would just hit him, and even like, a couple of the great saves you see, like, that he's just sort of, and Casper Schmeichel used to do that big, like, I can't, obviously can't see it on the camera, but, that I don't know, Brian. Butterfly, maybe. But uh, yeah, I just, I, I always think, and I always think, like, it annoys me when you watch things with him. People, they never like, like, on that Guy Neville program, even though he's made two absolute terrible mistakes, no one says it's always like they made you know how great he was and how great he was in the dressing room. And, and I'm sure he was. And I'm sure if I watched him week in, week out, maybe he was brilliant. And that many people probably can't be wrong, I suppose. But for me, he was always, I just, whenever you see them goals, there's always a Man United game where you watch and you think, why, why is he letting that one in if he's that great? That was the one that made jumped out at me as I was thinking of it, and something I have always always thought to be
1: fair. I also think I don't know if he's got the reputation amongst like footballers just because he was a bit of a bully, wasn't he at the time? Like don't know like ex players talk about him just being horrible. Like Gary Neville talked about it, wasn't
3: he? Yeah, scared of him. Yeah, you
1: don't know if it's just a bit of fear factor rather than actually being as good as everyone made out he was.
3: Yeah, and again, you know, there probably is that element, you know,
1: he, he also coincides with
3: obviously him silence when United start like that that period of success under Ferguson. I'm sure at the likes of there's no there's no coincidence there, you know, him being there, Keane coming in at that time, the start of so you know, people like Brian Robson, Mark Hughes, they're they're all big characters. So there probably is that element, and then youngsters coming through. And I think it's probably also an element of the fact he struggled to replace him so much afterwards, you know, they probably didn't get another supposed great one. You know, they had Barthes and they had a couple of, like, Tai E.B. Howard, yeah. Roy Carroll, you know. They, they struggled to do that. I mean, you know, might be... I don't know. They, obviously, De Gea was... People criticised. I always thought De Gea was a great goalkeeper, but it might be interesting to see how well he replaced him now. But, yeah, might pick anyone. Anything to add? Or should we move swiftly to the Everton one?
2: No. Great opinion either way on Michael. Yeah,
1: rubbish pick then, yeah. Cheers. No, I'm just kind <laughs> of
2: indifferent to her. Yeah, I sure.
1: think... I, I always think he was too busy trying to make himself big and he never <laughs> thought about jumping. He just, he just got lobbed every match, as far as I remember.
2: Good target man as well. Yeah, scored a good start,
3: didn't he? Yeah. I was
2: mm-hmm. going to say, like the
3: op- that was the opposite of Tim Howard, who was often too 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 much trying to pretend he thinking he was going to get lobbed, so he'd like jump over the ball and someone would pass it on there. Right then, as he mentioned at the start, the fifth member of Armoury five is going to be an Everton one. So we're not going to necessarily pick one. We're just going to throw some ideas in the ring and the person who's best at turning everything back to Everton, Bob, is going to uh, pick the person who we're going to send to the island as well.
1: Who wants to jump in first? Who's got an Everton suggestion? I'll go if you want. Go on then, Sean. My, oh, and again, I say this as someone who absolutely adores this man, but our most overrated player of all time is Duncan Ferguson.
2: Fact. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna mute Sean now. Yeah, <laughs> slander. I'm literally. I'm literally looking
3: at a photo of me and you and Duncan Ferguson, Sean in my room. I, I, it's outrageous, really.
1: No, I. I agree. I again. I absolutely love the man. And when the few times I've met him, I've just been in awe of him because he is a hero. But I think that's kind of my issue with it. Is not like our biggest heroes, or our biggest hero, especially our generation. Like he he wasn't actually that good. No, I know Call- Callum's shaking his head. I'm aware he had the ability, but he didn't do it. He just didn't deliver. And I don't understand. Like Liverpool fans are laughing at us because like you look at their, their heroes they look up to. And ours is Duncan Ferguson, who struggles to get ten. Like we can get his numbers up. Someone else wants I think to
2: talk. Sixty eight, I reckon he scored for us. That's <laughs> the new game. I'm
1: gonna
3: go I'm gonna go sixty-seven.
1: 69, I'll go there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a no, family show, Bob. I think, Bob. Come on. I think uh... <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Can I just. So, his second spell when he came back from Newcastle, league goals 6 6 0 5 5 and 1. More than you. Oh,
3: is that what we're basing on? How many, just out of interest while you're on his page, how many appearances did he make just in case I need to make a note
2: for him?
3: <laughs> I think Duncan, again, I know what sure means he probably was a, a waste of talent. He didn't do enough and he was, you know, suspended and stuff. But again, as another probably football, he's probably actually underrated by a lot of people as a footballing ability. Like he was a he was a much oh, better footballer on the ground than a, he better and in, in the air, he was absolutely phenomenal. Like but I know what you mean. I, I, there's definitely a case for that because you know I like, he should have, he should be scoring more than he was there, wasn't he? Like, that there's no de- denying that
1: for the hero status he's got. I just think 100% he, sh- he definitely should have. just, yeah, yeah I just
3: love how well he speaks about Everton. Yeah,
1: but, but again, no, that's it, isn't it. Like, all Everton fans need and I don't think it's a bad thing. We just need someone to care about Everton. I think yeah. he loves them. But
0: yeah. I don't, I don't think he's not a hero though, because of how good he was or wasn't. He's a hero just because of like his character and that, isn't he? And like, sort of the, the style of play. Like, he's not a hero because he was good. In that sense, it's not like he's not a hero because, like, oh, we think he's the best. Play- like, if you say he the actual best player we've had at Everton, that's, kind of, that's, that's kind of not what he's saying,
1: though. I'm saying he's just idolized, and I'm not again, maybe I've misunderstood overrated, but what I mean by that is for the, the, the pedestal he's on at Everton, I just don't think he deserves that based on his performances for Everton. Yeah, but I don't yeah. think that's what it's based on, though, is what I mean. I think yeah, it's, it's subjective. Like,
0: subjective, like, subjective, isn't it? Yeah. But I, 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 agree with that. I think he's actually underrated. As, I, as like an actual like footballer, like in terms of technical ability, I think he's actually probably underrated a bit in terms of his like the way he, he was with his feet. tonight you see some of the goals, like possibly towards the end of his first, first, spell, first spell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, very, like with his feet, like very good. Is it the is little where he gets it on? Is he United? He gets on the edge and turns on it. Yeah, yeah
2: top corner he body slam Paul, and that was pretty good.
3: And again, there's one he scores for Newcastle as well. Again, I think it's against United. The same sort of thing. Where he spins yeah, it's and hits something on the volley. Yeah. The two big things he's like famous for his goals against Man United. And then, and then defenders were scared of him. We see now at the back end yeah. when you're like, you had defenders like Rio Ferdinand who were like at that time was probably the best one of the best defenders in the world. But you could tell he didn't want to play against him. That famous goal, he's trying to mark him and gets absolutely nowhere near him. I can carry on there. I'm gonna go with striker as well. I, I was just thinking I was struggling. I actually asked my brother Dominic. He he was trying to say to me Tim Howard. He hated Tim Howard. I thought Tim did a good job for Everton over the time, but he said he was awful. But I, I'm going to go Lukaku. i take that off. Yeah. To them. all day. And this is, it's actually probably the opposite of Ferguson in some ways in the sense that, you know, his numbers were very, very good for Everton. And you probably can't argue with that. And there's an argument to say, if you know, if he's just just doing them numbers, it does that just position. I always thought he was a, a terrible footballer. thought his first touch was horrendous. Didn't enjoy watching him. And then also the opposite of Ferguson was all the other stuff about, you know, like every time he'd go on an international break, the club and things like that. And I suppose it's maybe it's just an Everton player I didn't like rather than overrated. But I also think there was that element of, I don't think he was that good. I think he just, I don't know, and maybe as it is just that element of I didn't particularly like him and I didn't like what he did afterwards, but I always thought he was just... He could have been so much better than what he was. You know, he he was, he had ever he does have everything, I think. And I, again I'm I i realize I'm gonna get sheltered down in this one. I'm probably not, he's probably not going to be moving five, but I no I no actually lean towards agreeing, to be honest. I don't think as a
0: footballer he was actually that great, I would say. Obviously he scored goals when we needed it. But I, there was a bit of a spell that seems to remember where like it was one of those where if you were to take his goals out of the games. It, it wouldn't have changed the result as much, he seems to get like games where we when he'd score a couple when we were already maybe one or two up. I of that
3: yeah,
0: you don't. I don't know. Just, yeah, there's there was maybe those things where like you think about Ferguson there, maybe he scored like in really important goals and we needed that one goal. Regardless I just didn't get that. I I just think he, uh, other than goal scoring, which is
2: obviously very the, important.
0: Uh, I just don't think he's actually as much to his game, and I think it's maybe showed kind of with, since when
2: you when you say. Talking about Ferguson scoring like the one important goal for a one nil victory, was that not just not because we were set up to get one nil victories? Whereas prime coffee for us was under Martinez when we'd at least go out and try and win by more than one goal, which we probably haven't really seen much of since. No, possibly. I mean,
0: it's, a, it's a good point. I just I just think that like I don't know, there was just I just felt like people thought he was much better than than he was and don't get me wrong we'd love his goals now but I just don't think that other than maybe scoring I wouldn't no have back added too much no just in terms of how have needing goals you'd you, no, you take it but I
3: just don't think he's actually that great of a footballer the other one I was going to say as well which I meant to say sorry is that I think it's still bitter about that semi-final against Man United where you know he was, we knew he was leaving at the end of the season he was saying he was bigger than Everton our biggest game we batted Man United that day and he missed about four sitters and a penalty and um, mm-hmm. That's that's my memory of them really. But anyone else want to provide one?
2: I'll, I'll go last.
3: You've got the side and both as well, so
1: yeah, that's that's right. Go on, Bob. Callum no, hasn't got one. Callum's like slagging all ours off. He hasn't got one. They cop out.
0: <laughs> we said no. Nah, the, the the remit was you don't need to actually have one. We have a discussion.
1: Oh yeah, we'll just like we shape it in. I, <laughs> I was gonna say the okay. parker. Giving it the big over here, and he has got his own ideas.
2: Are you going
3: to say Mark, Lukaku Mark. as
1: well, Cal? I, I was going to say uh, Lukaku. Yeah, if you say something, yeah,
2: well, sure, it's sure, a good sure. job. Good job, I'm not taking this as democracy because it's definitely not going to be Lukaku. Uh, it might not
3: be a democracy next week. I'm in charge.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was going to leave it to Callum to see if he came up with someone sensible because everyone's going to disagree with mine. And I mentioned them a couple of weeks ago. And I Tim i um, <laughs> oh, So I've, I've, I've got I've got proper <laughs> thoughts behind this and. Tosh mentioned plenty of times in the past when talking about the likes of Seamus Coleman and Leighton Baines being losers. <laughs> and it's part of, part of my thought process on hating Kale, not hating, but severely disliking, was kind of on that theme. And it's kind of epitomizes just how bad our loser mentality is when we can. Idolise players like Tim Cale who have next to no football ability. Similar to what Sean was saying about Duncan, but Duncan Ferguson's a great man and Tim Cale isn't, so that's what wins it for Duncan. I, I just thought he was so limited as a footballer. And When he talked about the um, the kind of double act he had with Arteta, the then being best mate at the time, there was no comparison with between the football ability of Arteta and Kale and just kind of on the theme of Everton's loser mentality, worshiping a player that was so limited. Scored scored a few goals in the first couple of the season, but then then he did he did go over a calendar year without scoring. And if he's supposed to be a goal scorer, scoring with well okay, he overstayed as well, come there. <laughs> I think I, I thought, again my, my argument to that
3: would be and again, you know what you said, that right? He wasn't on the same planet as Arteta as a footballer. But again, I don't think anyone would ever say he was. So in, in that I regards, probably rate, would.
2: I don't think he would. I think would. what Kayle was was someone. He's who, a terribly again... vain man. He definitely would. Okay. Well, you, you seem to know him better than me. But yeah, I'll uh... Know him personally. Again, he was somewhat what he
3: was. Good eye. He was fantastic in the air. Brilliant. Not that big to score as many headers. And again, he scored everywhere. He scored at all the big grounds. He scored everything. Famously, he did score like pretty much like all of the big boys he scored away at. Scored. I'm, is it most post-war goals against Liverpool? I think I yeah. might be right in saying since Dixie yeah. Dean. I think you know. I don't. I don't know. I, you know. You're probably right. He's. You know. If, he, if people are saying he's the best Everton player of that time, I don't think that would be the correct in saying. But he was somebody I don't think did let Everton down too many times. And I think again on that similar theme of Duncan speaks very well about Everton. I, d- I don't know. I would. I, I'd struggle to put Kale in there. Yeah,
2: okay. I agree. It's a good then. job. It's my decision then. No?
3: Uh, and I think uh, I think the like the spreadsheet, so.
2: <laughs> I think
3: like
0: Ferguson though, I think if if you were to ask people who they rate like the top five best ever footballers, I don't think anyone would say Kyle yeah. or Ferguson. The like the like would because of just like their affinity with the club and, and who they were, not because of their football ability. So I don't think anyone actually really overrates Kale as a footballer. A great in the air, great auto-attacking and a great threat, but like technically he probably has, wasn't actually that good. But I don't think anyone would say that
1: well, are we are we saying overrated as a, an Everton fan base or like across like the country, for example? Because I think people do have views on like when are talking about overrated. People do have views on Kale and Ferguson of being yeah. like what like again if they've not watched the weekend, we week how people make how Kale is up there in terms of like he was he was a catalyst. He was one of the best players he had at the time. People do think that.
2: I Reckon they do as well, just ever,
1: ever, he fans was one of our
2: most important players at that time. Oh, he was, time.
1: but I'm saying best because Callum's hung up on best. People, won't I know say
3: what him. you mean, Sean. You know, yeah, I know what you mean. I don't know. I think the point Callum's saying, I, I agree with that. He, he wouldn't be in everyone's if everyone was saying an Everton fan, he was your top five te- best Everton footballers. But I think he did most people of our era, apart from Bob. I think he would be in most people's top five favourites. Everton footballers, yeah, that's what I mean. He'd be your
0: favourite. I don't mean say you'd say you know, say
2: that's it. Cult hero change change, change, change one letter in Cult Hero.
3: <laughs> we used to do a special podcast on Bob's reason for hating Kale, I feel is something yeah. that, feel like a deep dive or something. something isn't isn't it all to do with
1: Moise? Wasn't it the Moise thing?
2: It's the Moise thing, yeah. Oh, uh, that was annoying, but it's not you no, hate- it, is, it is just because I thought he was really, really limited as a footballer and
3: right. you decided on Kale then, Bob. Go on, stick to your guns.
2: Yeah, I'll stick to my guns and just wait for the fans to turn against me. Yeah. Wait till
3: okay, Tim gets up, yeah. Mr Vane. Yeah, he'll
2: yeah. be listening. He'll probably be listening. He'll be he'll just... his name on Twitter. Yeah, he probably does and he'll probably respond with that p- uh, video of that goal in the World Cup. That was an unbelievable goal, as well. It? it was a great offer. He, yeah. he, he posts that on a <laughs> weekly basis. <laughs>
0: Someone's again, not very good
2: technically. No, wrong. Yeah. wrong foot. But, okay, <laughs> fluke.
3: That was a and again, you know, he big time. He, he scored goals in first Australians to score in three different World Cups, right in the Not many people have scored in three different World Cups.
1: I should know. <laughs> <laughs> he played in them.
3: Okay, then, so concluding that, Marine Five, uh five. Most overrated players are Roberto Carlos, Ashley Cole, Andy Robbo Robertson, as Sean would call them, <laughs> <laughs> Peter Schmeichel and Tim Cahill. Sorry, five a
0: side
1: team. Very unbalanced, but
2: yeah. Yeah. of
1: lefties. Can we throw it out there as well? Like Callum bottled it when he said he was gonna do Salah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: bottled it
1: Right. Now, I'm very aware it's twenty to six, you know.
0: I know we're gonna we're gonna have to really get a move on here.
1: Last week's game that
0: we previewed and used as our theme for keeping up appearances was the Newcastle versus Bernard game. We also offered a prediction of that game, but I don't think I got it right this week, which is did we get it right the last two weeks? Yeah. I think. did you get it, Sean and I got it yet. So, yeah. A I got it right. So, what was the score? 2-0 to Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> the shows, shows Bob's done his prep. Yeah, Bob, can you start the
3: review for us, please?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, obviously, we all said that a Newcastle win. I think Newcastle, obviously, convincingly won. Burnley, to be fair, I thought they had a few chances in the in the first sort of part of the game. Nick Pope made that important save sort of early on. But then, yeah, Almiron's goal was fantastic and yeah, after that Newcastle didn't really look in any real danger of of letting it go, and obviously the sucker punch with the penalty. So yeah, another defeat for Burnley, but another you know possibly important win for, for Newcastle.
3: I think he looking looking quite lively, Burnley. Do uh, you know like to have chance? He had an early one, didn't he? They? They mm-hmm. it was a Colio show Pope save from, or did he put the cross? in. I can't remember. I'm so sure. But you know, I think I was just I was thinking I was just about to say there's a uh, there's probably gonna be a time where it sort of all comes to them and they score three or four. So I'm just I need to just check when they're playing Everton to see I was when just I was just gonna uh, ask that question. Yeah, you know, and I think obviously playing them in the league cup, I suppose, aren't we? But yeah, I don't know. It, as you say with Newcastle, it felt fairly comfortable, but you never know if just one of them chances goes in, doesn't it, and they score one 0 up early and you know, Newcastle have got the first home Champions League game, got a lot of injuries. But yeah, I think Newcastle, as you say, meant Armor on great goal. Yeah, I thought the penalty, you know, it was a penalty, wasn't it? I think not many two yeah. complaints got that. But I think, obviously, I, I heard you speaking last week and talking about Newcastle's, you know, big win. They've got a lot of impressive people. I think, you know, Gordon's looking very good at the moment. I thought... It's uh, a snake, though. Oh. <laughs> not too weird, listen. We'd be up there if it wasn't if you were still playing for us. But, um, yeah, I've no, no, say, not much more to say, really. It was a comfortable uh, win for them. It's interesting to see how they're against PSG this week.
1: I want to start firstly, it's not about the match, but did you see Burnley's bench? Did you know no. Jay Rodriguez still plays for Burnley? Yeah, <laughs> he, came on, he came on a couple of times as i seen him, he came that, on against United, didn't he? That was before. insane. No, yeah, the thing for me was, I've not seen much of Burnley, but you two seem to think that they've been playing quite well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But all I saw from the Newcastle game was, and I didn't know if it was company being stubborn, but maybe I'm wrong If if they are playing well in other games. But they just seem to be staying with the same system. They play a very high line, but they don't seem to have the players to be able to do it. And I just don't know whether he needs to... You look at other teams who adapt their style when they come to the Premier League, he seems to not want to do that. And you think, at what point is it going to change? Because they could be like gone, do you know what I mean? Not anytime soon, but at some point they could. It's just one of those things where, does he need to adapt the style?
3: I think there's an element to that, yeah. I think you would know, be able to say probably more about the system and things like that. I think the, the, what, the one thing to say is they've had, they've had a tough start. You know, they've already played, I think, is it United City, Tottenham, Newcastle away. Oh no, yeah, and Newcastle away. I think they obviously Newcastle had a game cancelled, which they play playing tonight. Canceled, the play in tonight so. But I think what they've done is they've shown flashes in them games, like City first game and United. They look, I watched both of them games and they look quite good at times. They're able to... Sort of okay looking quite good against the team that they're never going to win against, you know. It's that the difference is the game where they, the next game, whoever they've got, is it? Do they play after Luton? Is it Bournemouth? No, we play Bournemouth. They've got another gone. winner. I think if I remember rightly, I might be completely wrong. I think they've got two or three reasonable games coming up, and I think that's when the pressure's on it. would Be interesting to see how they do when they've actually got to win a game because, they, as Sean, you say Sean, they're going to have to start winning games, aren't they, rather than just playing okay?
0: Yeah, I think. It's tough, it? And I don't think company will want to adapt in that sense. I think maybe because we think it's Burnley and we just think that Burnley should play a certain way. Yeah. So we're saying like, adapt to that and just like that's how they play. But they've set up and it's obviously company's philosophy and style of play. So I don't think it is and obviously he's built the team around that and that's obviously how they've sort of been drilled for the last well, year and a half, is it? Um. So I, I don't think he will abandon it too quickly and I don't think the players will want to either. It's, it's strange in it because in the games they actually look like it's working and it it looks quite good I think the City they look quite good um, and they still played that way even even against City so I think if you want to play like that against them you're kind of going to, go, going to do it against anyone really and I think it's one of those it's, it's a matter of time before maybe they get the rewards for playing like that I think at the end of it, it's the results business but I think, yeah. I think I actually commend them a bit if, if they do just sort of stick with how they're playing and that you don't want to just abandon your ideas straight away. Yeah, we'll see. As I said, they were my kind of surprise team what teams look out for or whatever. And I still think they'll be all right. Out of the ones that sort of came up and won't do it down. I, I think they, they they will pick up points and I think they will get better as the season goes on, I think.
3: They need to pick up soon. You've got to hear Chelsea on Saturday so they haven't got an easy game. But they play new <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think is it Luton tonight, yeah, tonight
2: yeah.
1: might be able to pick up three there right then moving it on now because this weekend sees uh, the big, arguably the biggest game of the season so far Arsenal against City last season's top two we've decided not to leave it to chance on the wheel of fortune and we are going to preview that game but then play keeping up appearances with a different match Again, the reason for this is because we don't want to have the same teams over and over again. We don't want to constantly be playing with Arsenal, City, United, that kind of team. So, as I say, we'll be reviewing Arsenal, City now and then choose three different fixtures from this weekend that will go in the Wheel of Fortune for keeping up appearances. So, Arsenal, City, what are we thinking?
0: So as you've said, it's a big game, probably one of the biggest in the season so far. I think... Had maybe results been different at like the weekend, just gone, you might have thought that was you know a could be a bit of a not decide or so early, but it might sort of chart the way for the rest of the season. But yeah, I think Arsenal will fancy themselves for sure. But can you see City losing three games on the bounce? Well, sort of yeah, three three games on the bounce with the cup game. I don't think so. But yeah, be an interesting game for sure. Yeah, I'm excited to see it.
1: In fairness, Carl, I actually could see City losing three games on, on the spin. I think Wolves, not to do particularly great, but they seem to, they seem to kind of contain City. I know they had loads of shots, but they didn't really look in any danger. Harland had arguably his quietest game for however long just last week, but I just think, especially with with Rodri being out, and the whole team having to kind of shift around, I just don't think they're kind of in the. They're as stable as they'd like to be going into this Arsenal game, where Arsenal do look like the firing kind of at the weekend. I know they had the uh, the slip-up almost, you could say, against Tottenham. But this week was just a breeze. They all seem to know what to do and they've got the full-strength team back. I just think it's a bad time for City to be playing Arsenal and likewise a very good time for Arsenal to be playing City.
0: Uh, i probably agree on It's definitely not what City would want. I don't know. You just you go into a game, you just you just feel City will win. I think that's just the kind of the way it feels, doesn't it? I don't know. You just no matter what the game is, apart from Liverpool, when they bottle it every time you play against them, but you just feel like City's that City's
2: just have too much of them. Does Arsenal have to beat? yet?
3: no, I don't think. Oh no, did he beat him in the cup? Sorry, actually, maybe he did. I don't know.
2: No, but in oh, the in the league, I mean, uh...
3: I'm not sure he has. No, I think last they both came towards the end of the season, the running didn't he? because mm. one of them was cancelled. And yeah. City won away at Arsenal, and then, like right towards the end, they battered them. A, a, uh, the Etihad. I, I feel like I don't know. It just feels like one of them. I do feel like it's the time for Arsenal to beat them. I feel like for that reason, I think Arsenal will feel a bit of a bit of grievance the way it happened last year when the two games they needed to beat City didn't really lay a glove on them. I just I I've kind of I've been saying for a few weeks. I just there's something I think not right with City. I just I know they've been winning. and that was the first drop points the other day. I just feel like I know they're missing a lot of players. You know, De Bruyne, obviously missing. rodri has been missing the last couple, but yeah, I was I was starting to get a bit worried. That I'm a bit worried that Liverpool could be the team that sort of ends up winning it. But I, I just feel it's just, it's just something, that and I don't know, I don't really know what it is. I can't put my finger on it, but he seems to be just even just you not know, like relying on. I think Alvarez had a good start and scored lots of goals. He's beaten a few teams well, but I don't know. I I I think Arsenal will win on. So I'm going to predict Arsenal to win. At that, You know, and I'd like them to as well. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two one win Arsenal. I think would be my prediction.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the opposite and say two one City. Just can't see them losing two league games on the spin. And I think with I'll say, I have never beat Pep. Pe- I I can't see it being this this time round with City being the wounded animal.
1: I'm gonna go one Arsenal win. I could have potentially gone for a draw, but I don't know where's the fun in that. So I'll go, you know what, I'll go 1-0 Arsenal. Keep it nice low scoring, nice tight game,
0: 1-0. And I was going to say 2-1 City, but I'll go 3-1 City, since Bob said it.
3: I'll go 3-1 City. Right then, should we move on to keeping up with appearances?
1: Yep, sounds good. These are the rules. We select three matches from this week's fixtures, which are entered into the Wheel of Fortune. This will randomly select our featured game. This match will be the focus of our discussions, predictions, and most importantly, our game of keeping up appearances. Once our fixture has been chosen, we'll use an online generator to provide a target number for our game. For us, this is anything between 50 and 450. Our job then is to think of a player who's made that many appearances for either of our selected teams. Whoever's closest, wins. Each week, four points will go to the closest person, three points for second place, two points will go to third place, and the person who's furthest away gets one. These points will be accumulated over the whole season, and we'll update our league table each week. Our three games are in the wheel then, and tell you what, we've got a feast of football for you this week. We've got Fulham, Chef United, Crystal Palace against Nottingham Forest, and Wolves against Aston Villa.
2: Not (laughs) Forest.
1: So, either way, we're laughing here. So, I've spun the wheel, and our chosen game is. I don't know what's worse. It's Crystal Palace against Nottingham Forest. Not Not (laughs) Forest.
2: Don't even tell me the number.
1: <laughs> up me this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, as previously mentioned, we're not going to preview this game. Time constraints, we're just going to crack on with our game. So, I'll just get our number. As always, the parameters are 50 and 450. And our number this week is 196. Some things back in my favour. So we'll take a couple of minutes, as we always do. Again, if you're playing a home, give yourself a couple of minutes, come up with an answer. If you fancy commenting on YouTube or replying on Twitter with your guesses, feel free. We'd love any interactions. But we'll give ourselves a couple of minutes, and we'll be back when we've got some answers.
2: What was the number? One hundred ninety-six.
1: Yep. Okay. Does that help in any way?
2: Yeah. I reckon I've got a bang on here.
1: Can you have someone if you can't remember the first name? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay, especially, yeah. especially
2: if the no. Mm. Well, wow,
3: come on now. I assume he's a um,
2: unless unless there are two players that play for the same team with the same surname. I can assure you, I don't think this fella has got a twin brother. Exactly. So I I, I reckon you're fine. Okay. Right, nice. I've I bet I've
0: got one Palace player, but do you mind if I go first? Because I might need to go.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're back. We've all got one answer. Some of us have got two, but it was a stretch. So Callum, you're gonna go first?
0: Yeah, so I'm oh, sorry, just before I do it, do you want me to like talk about a, like, a few considerations? There? I don't know.
1: Yeah, you can do if you want, yeah.
0: But that might but that might scupper no. other people's things. If people give like
2: opinions on it, oh yeah, okay, yeah. Don't don't do. Or should we just put answers our answers in the
1: say. chat quickly? Or oh. no, no, no. no, no just not surprise, it? Yeah,
2: what just calm, just just say. Yes. Okay, 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 okay. Just say your one. Cool. I
1: will give you permission to say my fella's first name, though. If you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not
2: Sean,
0: is it? Because you've had someone saying that before.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: I definitely struggled with this Trying to think of players who well I was thinking of maybe five seasons Not, Nottingham Forest play was out of the question so I was focusing on maybe Palace players a few went through my head a couple that I thought were stupid and would have been way out I tried to think of some from this current team that I thought just seems to have been there for quite a long time someone who's maybe you know Bit of a mainstay in the side, and this might be way off because I'm not too sure when he actually moved to them. I think from Leicester, but I'm going to go Jeffrey Slow. as as my answer. To that it could be. I have no idea. It could be way off.
3: I think that's not but a bad shot.
0: That I'm thinking he might have been there for five seasons, four seasons possibly, but equally,
3: <laughs> it might be it might be well less. So yeah, but. I he think was, he's he been there at least five years, I'd say, Reckon. and he be using playing week in, week out. So um, yeah, I think that's not a bad, that's a reasonable shout. Yeah, good.
1: I'll go. I'll but go he, he
3: wasn't your first one, then it wasn't the name wasn't Jeffrey, was it? Sean, your first name. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll go next. Then my one, I, I'm gonna be. I couldn't think because Claire's Callum. I had a couple of names again. It was mainly Palace. I was thinking your first off for of Forest, maybe someone like Michael Dawson who started his career there. Maybe a forest. You might have put some time. The one I'm going to go, I'm going to keep to the centre-half, so I'm going to go with Scott Dan, Scotty Dan. Again.
2: Are we gen- all doing nicknames now after Robbo and Scotty Dan? <laughs> Could be a good
3: show. I just always remember Paul Merson calling him Scotty Dan all the time. So I like doing that. Yeah, again, genuinely seemed to have been there. I was thinking that that first sort of spell when he came up, Palace and life, when like you know Hodgson was managing, etc. I don't know. Again, he may have been there much longer. I suspect he'd be more if anything, but I don't know. I've seen him from Birmingham, but yeah, I'm gonna go Scott Dan. Glad you
1: know. Right, right, turn. as previously established, I can't quite remember this fella's first name. Which tells you he was from quite a while ago. The main thing everyone knows him for is that he used to wear joggers.
2: Oh, Gabor.
1: Gabor. Okay, so <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, you cut out then, so I, I didn't hear you say, is it, but I assume you said about it wearing great pants, yeah.
1: It was
3: <laughs> I, mean, I feel like cut out for me because of Gabor. I got that.
1: Yeah, so, my <laughs> guess is, and again, I couldn't possibly tell you how long he was there, he might have been there for ages. Again, I, I guess I don't know. I just like picking people who do like have a bit of a mad little like, we Story, some... yeah, like Obafemi Martins and his backflips. I'm gonna go Gabor Kirali. And his and his kecks. And his joggers.
3: Was he the first time I seen him, remember when we when we, we finished fourth and we beat them 4-0 four, four, later on? After I thought our Ted scored a free kick. That was my first memory of seeing them them pants. Who was, was the <laughs> other goalkeeper they had? They had like a long haired one when they came up. So you remember him? What was his name? Like he was he was like and then he came back in the team. When we beat them, we beat them uh, well that year we finished fourth. We beat them second game of the season away. Gravison scored a great goal. We played in the white case because, remember, we got this uh, by Arsenal and everyone thought we were going to get relegated. we won 3-1 away there and it was him in gore. Spironi. That's it. Spironi. Great shout.
1: Need a bit of better answer. Oh, wasn't? Yeah, probably. Wasn't that? Was the Arteta game? Was that the James Vaughan game?
2: Yeah. The home game, yeah.
1: Correct. Great
3: knowledge. Yeah, 4-0. That sort of, in some ways, sort of, didn't cement forth but it sort of, we needed to win that game anyway, but yeah. apologies, yeah. Digress. Bob, last one.
2: I did my best trying to get me Everton Lincoln, uh, so there were a few candidates. Had Yannick Belassi, one of our biggest waste of money ever. Unfortunate with injuries, but still thought he was garbage. Then on the opposite end of the scale, an absolute icon, Andy Johnson.
3: He was my second.
2: Yeah, I was thinking about him. But I don't know whether he was there for long enough. Yeah, I no idea. Forrest, all I could think of was Kevin Campbell, and I don't think he was there long enough. <laughs> um so I'm gonna go you probably never think I would have said him, but when you somebody mentioned Hodgson, um I thought of Jason Punchin' or as he likes to be called Big Jace.
1: Yeah, you're doing nicknames now
2: yeah exactly i'm keeping with the theme of your bath nicknames
1: famously
3: no realm there's big jace as well i think
2: <laughs> yeah so i'll go big jace punch
3: he's a good player don't i like quite like punching right then who's he doing the checking
1: uh, how long have you got
0: Carl? a few minutes great Do you want me to share
1: <laughs> yeah go on he's not useful
3: Yeah, okay. Ready? But I'm cutting out. It's probably best if someone else reads it, haven't we? I'll do it quickly, though. Know. Okay, then. So, the scores are in. Check and transfer markets, because uh, Wikipedia and them dispute each other. So, we're going off transfer markets in fourth place this week. Someone with 111 appearances, and therefore 85 out, was the grey-pantered Gabor Karali. <laughs> So, yeah, 85 out, quite a distance, but worth it for just an interesting guess, I thought. The next one, third place, was with 169 appearances. Way. Which I've just realised I've done the maths wrong, so... <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter. 27 out, if my maths is right quickly off the top of my head, I think it is. 27 out was Jason Punchin. And then in... Two quite close ones, the top two in second place with 181, so 15 out was Scotty Dad. 15 out to be 181, and then that means Callum's our winner with Jeffrey Schlupp, who made 207 appearances, so just the 11 out there. Very good guess, Callum. So, Callum getting I'm the four close. points this week. Really good guess. at call when I first checked on Wikipedia. It was one nine nine for Schlupe as well. So I thought you were even closer. Wow, that would be
0: yeah. good. Yeah. Oh well, I still got me 60 points.
1: So then, after nine games played, let's have a look at our updated leaderboard. Tosh is still on top with twenty six points. He's got a three point lead over Bob in second with twenty three. With Callum's win, he's bumped himself up to 22 points, which is level with Sean, putting on them two in joint third place.
0: So another great episode of the Keeping Up Appearances podcast. A very long episode. We hope you've managed to stay till the end. We had a very interesting and heated game of Maroon 5. And some good shouts and some good opinions there. Obviously previewed the Arsenal City game. Hopefully you enjoyed that and had a, well... It ended up being quite a close game, of keeping up appearances as well with a match that we didn't quite know too much about. But um, yeah, we hope you enjoyed listening. Please like and share the podcast wherever you can on YouTube or X, and um, tell your friends about it. Maybe try and tell three friends about it. We want to try and get the listenership up and yeah, build a bit of a fan base. But we hope you've enjoyed. We see you next week. Is that okay?
1: Yeah, we're just we're just hoping that our listeners have got three friends. <laughs> the thing is what one of, one of s- is going to be one of us <laughs> sure
3: did you update the spreadsheet last week then yeah did you say
1: yeah no I did it last I'll week know.
3: okay see you later see you later any coincidence uh Callum's best performance since we've gone to Zoom I think he's cheating But
1: <laughs> i do not got likes Yeah. so do I <laughs>